squad. Mizzy World Entertainment is back to present another episode of Mad Mizzy Sports Live. Got a crazy rundown this Friday. Hope y'all having a safe, blessed Friday. Hope y'all had a great, amazing, productive week. We getting right into it, though. Huge news in the NFL. The Los Angeles Chargers have made a decision on who they'll make their next head coach of the of their football team. Well, I mean, that's what they are as a football team. But Jim Harbaugh will be the next head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. Will they win a Super Bowl? Oh, man. Justin Herbert. My fault, y'all. It's, it's, it's Philly, man. And it, it's crazy everywhere. You hearing the sirens, all that. You feel what I'm saying? But will he win the Super Bowl with Justin Herbert? Um, for me, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say he will win a Super Bowl within the five-year contract that he received from the Los Angeles Chargers. When you look at, he came to my San Francisco 49ers in 2011. In 2011, I believe we haven't made the Super Bowl since 1994, 1995. So 16, 26 years. 26 years um, since, well... No, 16 years, 16 years since the last time we went to a Super Bowl and we got to a Super Bowl in his second year as a head coach. Alex Smith played five seasons. He was in the league for six years, but he missed an entire year due to injury one of those seasons. So he played five seasons without Jim Harbaugh, was 19 and 31 without Jim Harbaugh, went to uh, NFC, went to two NFC championship games and a Super Bowl with Jim Harbaugh. He was the backup for the uh, second NFC championship game and for the Super Bowl, but he accomplished those things, turned around his career under Jim Harbaugh, turning around the San Francisco 49ers. And then you look at what he did at San Diego. He came there his first year at San Diego Uni university of San Diego Toros went seven and four. Then the next year they went 11 and one, won the championship next year, 11 and one, won the championship moves on, gets hired at Stanford, takes some, some, some time to build that up. But by his last year at Stanford, he creates or he molds the greatest quarterback prospect the NFL has ever known in Andrew Luck and they're I believe 11 and 1 and the highest rank that Stanford has ever had since the 1950s so you look at what Jim Harbaugh does and I want to debunk this notion that he can't stay anywhere that's only with the San Francisco 49ers that's why with this move you, the the most pressure in the spotlight is on now it won't come from national media because the Yorks and the San Francisco 49ers got the national media in their pocket, like the opposite of Jerry Jones. You feel what I'm saying? Like nothing negative, nothing negative comes out of San Francisco, although we've been on a longer drought than, San Francisco, than the Dallas Cowboys as far as bringing the Lombardi home. When it comes down to my San Francisco 49ers, Eddie DeBartolo brought all five Lombardis to San Francisco. Since the Jets, since the Yorks have took over from my San Francisco 49ers, we have not won a Super Bowl. We have not brought a Lombardi back to Santa Clara, Santa Clara, uh, San Francisco, whatever they want to claim. You feel what I'm saying? So um, all of the pressure is on the Yorks because they got rid of Jim Harbaugh. Y'all didn't give Jim Harbaugh an extension after he took the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl after in his second year as the head coach. His second year, we are in a Super Bowl and y'all don't give this man an extension. They made it personal. They got rid of him. Now they recovered by bringing in Kyle Shanahan, but Kyle Shanahan has to clean, he has to seal the deal to make all this worth it, to make it legit. Because guess what? I'm not turning into them Dallas Cowboy fans. Well, I'm not even going to say that. I don't want to even disrespect 
Dallas Cowboy fans. But the San Francisco 49ers, we're not taking it. We're not taking just, oh, turning into a, a, a media hype show that football is being played during the fall. No, bro, you tripping. You better bring a Lombardi home. You was mad because of Jim Har how, how Harbaugh was talking to you? Listen, you better hope and pray. I'm going to just say that Kyle Shanahan seals the deal because guess what? One thing we do know, Harbaugh is going to get those charges to winning. I don't care how tough it is in the AFC West. You think, he, you think he's scared of a challenge? You know what my Michigan Wolverines was going through with Ohio State when he took over that program? Come on, man. Tip my cap to the Los Angeles Chargers. What a great signing. Um, is it Super Bowl or bust for Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, though? I would say so. For Jim Harbaugh, you were in the Super Bowl with a lesser quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. You went to an NFC championship with a way lesser quarterback and Alex Smith. You got Justin Herbert, who everybody is saying you love. And he is a top prospect. So seal the deal. Get that Lombardi. So I do think a Super Bowl or bust in that five years with Jim Harbaugh, of course, not in, the, in any specific year, but a Super Bowl or bust in that contract. Let's move on, though. We got huge news, some more huge news with the coaches. Raheem Morris, ex-defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, being named the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. First off, congratulations to Raheem Morris, another brother getting another shot. But um, I'm looking at this and I'm like, what does this mean for Bill Belichick? For me, it means, honestly, Bill probably heard what everybody was saying, man. Listen, I I wouldn't take that job if I was you. Like, he's, seven, he's 70 years old or in his 70s, right? So you're not really, you don't have the energy or the enthusiasm to come in and really do a whole rebuild. You get what, in my opinion. You feel what I'm saying? So what Bill Belichick should be looking for is what Tom Brady was looking for. He didn't just go to Tampa. He looked at Tampa. He said, oh, they, was, they barely missed the playoffs. Oh, they quarterback through 30 interceptions. Oh, they defense was legit. Oh, it's some free agents that, listen, they said, you feel what I'm saying? Like, um, Tom Brady went around like how uh, in Game of Thrones when it's like, hey, listen, y'all said y'all was going to do this. It's wartime. Listen, Tom Brady was, he said, listen, y'all said if I move, y'all coming with me? I'm in Tampa. Listen, Shady went down there. Uh, Leonard Fournette went down there. Antonio Brown went down. Antonio Brown set uh, Oakland on fire. They Was they in Las Vegas at the time? They might have been in Las Vegas, but he set the Raiders on fire just to get down there in Tampa. You feel what I'm saying? So Tom Brady did his thing, and I feel like Bill Belichick look at it and is like, listen, I'm not coming in and doing an entire rebuild. I'm looking for a spot that they need somebody to take them over the top. And I'm going to be that person that takes them over the top, i.e., I'm going to say the Bills, the Cowboys, or the Eagles, if one of those spots open up within the next two years. That's what I would see uh, Bill Belichick landing. Shout out to Raheem Morris. Um, but this is going to be a steep battle, steep uphill battle. I mean, the South is there to win, but you already got Baker Mayfield established. I don't know if he has an idea in mind what he, want, what he wants to do at quarterback, but um, this this is going to be an uphill battle, man. I don't I ain't listen. I ain't been respecting Atlanta since Vic. I ain't even respect the Matt Ryan era for real, for real, man. They won one year, honestly. If you really ask me, man. Let's move on. Championship round breakdown, man. Conference championship games. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens, the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. What are what's the key to each game to me? I'm looking at this. 
Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Ravens game. And the key to the game to me, I mean, outside of, of course, the turnovers and that is going to be who can establish their run more because you look at both defenses, they stop the run real well. And then you look at both offenses, everything is predicated and played off of the run. So for me, I'm looking at the key to that game being who can establish the run more. For me, I'm looking at the Lions and the Niners game, and it sounds cliche, and I know I spoke on it. I just spoke on it, but to me, it's going to be the turnovers. You Like, I look at the the game that we had against this, the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round, and no, we didn't turn the ball over, but the turnovers were there. They were there to be made, and it's something that me as a fan, I'm scared of, period. You get what I'm saying is if they are still there, Will the C.J. Gardner-Johnsons, who led the league in interceptions last year, take advantage of that? Will the Aiden Hutchinsons, who had three interceptions in his rookie year, take advantage of that? So that's the thing I'm kind of fearful of is just the turnovers. And then the Lions fans, I mean, of course, they got to be fearful of what – I mean, if it get if the pressure gets to Jared Goff, is he going to start just throwing it all over to anybody, just getting the ball out of his hands? So I know I can't be the only one – in that nervousness, anxiousness, fearful factor of the turnovers being a downfall for our teams. Niner game, Niner game. You feel what I'm saying? So that's my keys to each game. What are the X factors to each game? I'm looking at the Chiefs and the Ravens game, and the X factors to me in that game is going to be the inside linebackers of Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and how they'll handle um, Travis Kelsey. And I know Kyle Hamilton will be – inside of that realm of who's going to handle, who's going to really handle Travis Kelsey. But I'm looking at Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, them having to stop the run, having to be out there, stop Pacheco on the uh, on the passes out the backfield, and then being inside in the intermediate routes for Travis Kelsey. So I'm looking at Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. And if they play like they have all year, the Ravens have a real good chance of winning this game. So let's get right into the predictions. Oh, or no. Let's get into the, my X factor for the Lions and the Niners game. My X factor for the Lions and Niners game is going to be Jameer Gibbs. Now, I know I was talking about the turnovers. The other thing for my San Francisco 49ers that I have a little trepidation towards is the ability to stop the run. And you got Jameer Gibbs out there. That run at the in the fourth quarter that Aaron Jones broke for 50 yards, Jameer Gibbs is taking that to the house. That man has elite speed. He has track speed. That man has a burst. You get what I'm saying? He is a threat in that backfield, a home run threat, unlike anybody. Christian McCaffrey is a home run threat, just like, you feel what I'm saying, with everything that he brings. But I feel like Christian McCaffrey gets caught on that run just like Aaron Jones does. Like I said, Jameer Gibbs has that next gear speed. You get what I'm saying? So for me, I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs, and we have to contain him. We cannot let him get in that open field and think that we're going to chase him down and corral him. If he hit that that next gear that next level, he get up on our safeties. He he Tyreek killing us. He Tyreek killing us. So I'm looking at that, and um, I, I I'm uh fearful of how that's gonna uh come out. I'm well, not fearful, but that's uh to me gonna be an X factor in the game is how will Jameer Gibbs perform, and how will the San Francisco 49ers try to contain Jameer Gibbs? Let's get into these predictions, though, man. We got the Chiefs. At the Ravens, first game, 3 o'clock, Sunday afternoon. We got the Ravens favorited by four points. Um, 
I'm looking at this matchup, and for me, the thing that I think of, the, the one thing that I thought of just in the build-up to this, because, I mean, once the playoffs laid out, it's looking like, all right, I was like, all right, if, if Baltimore gets to the AFC Championship game, nine times out of ten, Patrick Mahomes is pulling up to MNT Bank, and they're going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm looking at it like all of the previous matchups, because they haven't seen them recently, they haven't seen them since Tyreek Hill hasn't been on this team. And to me, that's what always was that fear factor was that the Ravens is a good or are a great team, but they never had that speed to just match a Tyreek Hill on the defensive side, on the back end side. Like Marlon Humphrey, I love him. He's a playmaker. He's a great cornerback, but he doesn't have that next gear speed. You get what I'm saying? So it was always that explosive factor. Like no matter how well the defense will play, can Tyreek Hill take that top off? Can the whole Nicole Hardman take that top off? You get what I'm saying? They only got MVS right now, Marcus Valdez, Scantley, and everybody else is underneath receivers. Like Rasheed Rice, he's nice. I like Rasheed Rice. He's not an explosive threat. He's not a person that is like, oh, is he going to change the game in a play? You get what I'm saying? And I feel as though Marlon Humphreys can handle Rasheed Rice a lot more than he could handle Tyreek Hill. That's not no crazy take or nothing like that. So... I'm looking at this matchup. I like the Ravens. I'm saying take the points. I'm looking at a double-digit win. I'm going 30-20 Baltimore Ravens over the, over the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm and to me, I'm going to say this is the Kansas City Chiefs probably making it a game, putting some pressure on them late in the game. But the Kansas City, but the Baltimore Ravens probably have a, a dagger drive at the end. You get what I'm saying? Where they probably up seven points with Patrick Mahomes coming, but Lamar Jackson do just enough to get a field goal, make it a two-score game, and the defense ends up closing it out. Let's move on to the nightcap on Sunday. We got the Detroit Lions coming to San Francisco or wherever the fuck they play at <laughs> to face my San Francisco 49ers. We got my San Francisco 49ers favorited by seven points. I do not see it being that big of a disparity between the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. I didn't broke it down so far to me. It's all about the back end, and that's not the strength for the San Francisco 49ers. The, the strength for the San Francisco 49ers isn't like um, teams going, like people going out there and saying Baker Mayfield threw 400 yards. Baker Mayfield is a better passer than than uh, Brock Purdy is. I'm, uh, like he's a more talented passer than Brock Purdy is. We're not going to compare Matt Stafford, who won the Super Bowl two years, to Brock Purdy. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know if my San Francisco 49ers can really take advantage of that. But I do think we'll be able to take advantage of, of it enough to get the W. Give me my San Francisco 49ers 23-21 outright, but take the Lions and the points. If you go, go with the odds, take the Lions and the points. So, yeah, give me the Lions with the uh, seven-point spread. But if we go on outright, give me my San Francisco 49ers. Let's move over to the NBA. This championship round about to uh, we about to have a great weekend. Let's get in there. I'll say, listen, baby. You know what I mean? Uh Doc Rivers, it's official to Milwaukee. My reaction, my initial reaction is just the um, like y'all seen it when when the buildup was there, when everybody came out and it was like, all right, they firing Adrian Griffin, and then the, the same breath they like, all right, and Doc Rivers is heard to be the person that's gonna replace him. You knew that. Doc Rivers was coming in and he's probably going to replace him. And it was just to me, like I said, it was just like the, the most blown three, one leads coached in NFL or NBA history is by Doc Rivers, Los Angeles Clippers in the bubble. They was up 20 points every game. Loss, loss, loss. 
to the Denver Nuggets. But to me, I look at it and I look at it as a lot that was on the players. It was a lot that was on the players, like I said, in the bubble. When you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they have to close that out. You cannot come in and have all three straight 20-point second-half leads and lose all three games, and that's on coaching. No. Now, you're going to blame coaching because it's cheaper to get rid of coaching than it is to get rid of three players that you're paying way more that will garner, that's going to income way more than Doc Rivers. Ain't nobody coming to see Doc Rivers coach. People going to pull up to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play. So you're not going to blame the players. You're going to blame the coach. Um, But Doc doesn't dodge the blame. You think about the 76ers, although, listen, um, Joel didn't win with Brent Brown. We gonna see what he gonna do with Nick Nurse, but uh, yeah, it ain't it ain't as simple as we think it is. You get what I'm saying? So, for me, I'm looking at uh Doc Rivers, and I think that they're relying on Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo to really seal the deal if Doc Rivers gets them to a three one lead, and I think they will. So my 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 to me. I'm still shocked that they would give Doc another shot, but I do think that Giannis and Dame is going to go out there and make their make um make the Milwaukee Bucks right in their decision to hire Doc Rivers. So, yeah, that's my reaction to that one. Let's move over. Oh, damn, I, I ain't even put it on the ticker. Let's move over, though, to the NBA All-Star Starters announced. Now, let's dive right into the huge reaction that everybody is up in arms about Damian Lillard being named a starter for the NBA All-Stars. And to me, I just don't get why people are up in arms. To me, the only clear better guard this year than Damian Lillard in the Eastern Conference was Tyrese Halliburton, who was the other starter. Now, Jalen Brunson, I think he's having a slightly, slightly better year than Damian Lillard. But in the same token, they were tied. And what split the vote was that Damian Lillard had more fan votes. So it's not like they just took... Most of the fan votes, I think fan votes was uh, 50%, then the player votes was 25%, and then the media votes was 25%. Damian Lillard was ranked fifth in the media votes by the writers and the, and, the, and the commentators and all that. He was ranked fifth. So that means out of the players and the, and the fans, they wanted to see Damian Lillard as a starter. They thought he deserved to be a starter. So we're not going to sit up here and act like he's not in the running to be the Clutch Player of the Year, to receive the Clutch Player of the Year award this year. He's leading in uh, Clutch Time plus minus. He's leading in or second in Clutch Time points, only behind Steph Curry. And then he's fifth in assists. Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Maxey are in top five in any of those categories, which I would think are top are the top three categories for a point guard in Clutch Time. Points, assists, and plus or minus. So... Listen, we're not going to sit up here. I wouldn't have been up in arms if Dame wasn't a starter. If Tyrese or Jalen would have got the uh would have got the 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 nod over Dame. But that's what I think. I think it was splitting hairs and people I don't know what Dame like y'all come out to me and ask what did uh Kyrie do to me when I just want to sit up there and hold him to the same standard that y'all put him on. But y'all sit up there and really twist the whole narrative for Damian Lillard, bro. Like what did it like it ain't even that. Y'all still mad that this man exposed y'all players for jumping from team to team and not winning? He wasn't the one that failed in Brooklyn. He wasn't the one that failed in OKC. He wasn't the one that failed in uh, Boston. He wasn't the one that failed in Philadelphia. Let it go, fellas. And appreciate Damian Lillard while he's here. 
Let's move on. Now, this debate has uh, garnered some some huge responses recently and uh, got some uh, big names into some heated debates, i.e. Stephen A. Smith and Rashad McCants. Um, LeBron James versus Kobe Bryant. Is Kobe Bryant out of the discussion of the GOAT conversation? And is, Le- and is Kobe Bryant just colder than LeBron James? Or... A better motherfucker, as uh, Rashad McCants said, than LeBron James. To me, um, no, Kobe Bryant isn't out of the GOAT conversation simply because, like, we've seen him. We've seen his greatness. And then we think about his NBA legacy. He played his entire career for the greatest NBA franchise, for the greatest franchise in NBA history, or the second greatest franchise in NBA history, the Los Angeles Lakers. You get what I'm saying? Won five championships, stayed down. It doesn't matter if he requested a trade. They didn't trade him. He stayed down. He stayed loyal to the team. He stayed focused on winning for the team. And then he won two more championships. So I want to give credit where credit is due. But um, I do want to say that a lot of people that are on the Kobe side are just very um, airheaded in their arguments because there are a lot of numbers that support um, Kobe Bryant being a better basketball player or having a better NBA legacy than Kobe than LeBron James, but we like to sit up there and almost kind of diminish LeBron James. Like when Rashad McCants, Rashad McCants just said Kobe Bryant is a bad motherfucker. It's like, oh, I completely agree, but it's also like LeBron James is a bad motherfucker too. And I felt that way in the 2015 finals when he was just carrying that team when Co- when Kyrie Irving got hurt in the first game and he was just dominant, just dominant. I didn't. I've never seen Kobe Bryant do that in the series before. Now I was younger in his Kobe and Shaq days, but I never seen him when he with won his two rings with Powell look like that. Look like that. So there is that as well. You get what I'm saying? It's like I don't like the 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 fact that LeBron. I don't. I don't know. Like because LeBron isn't like the the way he does it. They don't they don't approve of it. It's almost like I I don't know, man. To me, I think it's a lot. It's a it's a very close debate. It's not just clear cut and dry. It's splitting hairs, and I think that um that's why to me Michael is still clearly clearly to go, even though I'm a millennial and I didn't really get to see Michael. We're still arguing Kobe and LeBron, in my opinion. And Michael is six and zero, oh, six finals, never facing an elimination game. Can, what do we play for? We play to win, bro. We're not gonna we're and then the 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 Rashad McCants and all that want to kind of diminish winning. You go out there and play between the lines, not to get more points than the next person, but to win the game. Well, I know that's what football players do. We go out there to win a game, bro. We don't go out there to get more yards than the next person or get more catches than the other wide receiver or nothing. Like when I go out there and line up against a receiver, I or I line up to 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 execute a play as, as a wide receiver. It's, it's all to win a game. It's all to win this play. It's not thinking about no other man. Like, that. that's that egotistical NBA stuff right there, man. Like, that's y'all Y'all tripping on that one. Let's move on. Another one, another conversation that's getting a, a, a lot of run and a lot of reaction is just Kevin Durant's Mount Rushmore of scorers. I believe Kevin Durant had himself. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Tracy McGrady. I just want to get into the whole Tracy McGrady thing. It's just like, man, or just, I ain't going to sit up there and, and focus on T-Mac because T-Mac is great. T-Mac was awesome. And I just remember when he 
really got traded from Toronto or left Toronto, went to Orlando, and we as kids was all just like, oh, it's T-Mac, uh, Vince Carter cousin, and they got the back and forth. They was on the same team, and then T-Mac took off, but I feel like Vince had more success and took off even further, you get what I'm saying? But it was always still this love for T-Mac because I felt like people felt like T-Mac wasn't getting enough love, so now he's just getting too much love. I think Vince Carter was a better scorer than Tracy McGrady. You get what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, we we not going to say that Allen Iverson was a better scorer than Tracy McGrady. Steph Curry is a better scorer than Tracy McGrady. James Harden is a better scorer than Tracy McGrady. You get what I'm saying? Like, come on, dog. It's like we can we got a list of dudes that are better scorers than Tracy McGrady. I think Kyrie Irving is a better scorer than Tracy McGrady. I think Dane Lillard is a better scorer than Tracy McGrady. Like, come on, man. What are we what are we talking about when we talking about Tracy McGrady as a scorer? Because we got to put his size and his athleticism, which is which are God-given gifts into it. Listen, Tracy McGrady, I, I would say he's a, a, a great scorer all time. But a Mount Rushmore scorer? Let me give y'all my Mount Rushmore scores. I'm gonna say KD, Kobe, Mike, and Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki is a Mount Rushmore scorer, in my opinion. He changed the game with the one-foot fadeaway shot, and he was just unstoppable, in my opinion. He just didn't play no defense. But his offensive game, I don't think – I don't. he was so ahead of his time. If he was playing in this era, yeah, I like me some Dirk. I like me some Dirk. Let's get into my predictions before we get out of here. Mavs at Hawks right now. I believe it's still a closed game. I believe Luka Doncic had 37 last I heard at halftime. He might have ended it with more because I still it was like a minute and some change left when I heard that. So, um, but I still think it was a two point game. I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. It's hard because it looked like Luka about to have a historic night, and Luka is one of those greats that I feel like he's not gonna lose on one of those historic nights. He's not a Carl Anthony Towns that's gonna drop 62, have a zero and a plus minus, and lose the game. I think that Luka would have an impact to win that game, but um, I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Hawks because they home and it's still a close game. And then you got Trey Young. This is a trade that I felt like. That's why I wish my guys was on here because I would like a little bit of feedback. But man, this is one of the this is probably the fairest trade I've ever seen in sports history as far as player for player. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, Trey Young for Luka Doncic, both been to a conference finals, both all-stars. All I mean, Luka makes, you know what I'm saying, starters and is an MVP uh, talks. But if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan or if you're in an Atlanta Hawks organization, you can't be upset with what you got. You can't be upset at all. So, yeah, um, for me, I'm going to go with the Hawks over the Mavs. And this one is probably going to be like, 142 to 139, something like that. Give me the Atlanta Hawks. Then we got the Blazers Spurs, two bad teams, two young teams. Give me the Spurs because I like uh, uh, Victor Wimbenyama. Um, Scoot hasn't turned it around to what everybody thought he was going to be. Um, Anthony Simons is Anthony. He be doing his thing, but he and Jeremy Grant play no defense, and they just ISO Joes like them dudes don't. Move without the ball, set screens, like none of that. You know what I'm saying? They run and ISO Joe. That's it. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, give me the uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I think they play a better game, and I think that Victor Wembanyama is going to have a, a bigger impact than any of the young players that the Portland Trailblazers have. 
yeah, let me know what y'all think, though. Friday episode, Mad Missy Sports Live. This is the rundown. Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers. Will they win the Super Bowl? Is a Super Bowl or bust in the five-year contract that Jim Harbaugh received? Raheem Morris to the Atlanta Falcons. What does this mean for Bill Belichick? Then we're going over to championship weekend. Key factor to each game. X factors to each game. Predictions for each game. Chiefs at Ravens. Lions at Niners. Doc Rivers to the Milwaukee Bucks. It is official. What's my reaction? All-star starters announced. What's my reaction? Any snubs? No, sir. Dame time. (laughs) LeBron James versus Kobe. Is Kobe Bryant out of the GOAT conversation? Has LeBron James replaced him? Mount Rushmore bucket getters. Since in a response to Kevin Durant's Mount Rushmore bucket get In a response to to Kevin Durant's Mount Rushmore bucket getters. And then Mavericks at the Hawks. Blazers at Spurs predictions. NBA games on NBA TV. Have a safe, uh, fun, adventurous, um, safe Friday. Because, you know, Fridays in major cities or anywhere can be some uh, dangerous, fun-filled evenings. But uh, make sure y'all stay safe. Y'all get home and y'all enjoy these championship games and the games that's coming on NBA TV tonight. Y'all know what it is. Like, comment, share, subscribe, listen, alert. Busy World Entertainment, Mad Busy Sports Live. Gang.